<laughs> Hello, <laughs> testing. Ooh, there we go. All right. Okay, I bring you an interruption in the Sojourners Pod Week because we have a special guest with me in the studio. It's literally a studio that we're in. And you might or might not have met him if you're from New Zealand. This guy is a special guest every once in a year. What's your name? Kylum. Kylum. Kylum Lewis. And the Hebrew for that is? Kylum. Kylum. Kylum Lewis is a special, special friend <laughs> <laughs> slash church, church planner guru slash X29 freaking dude slash X29 Wellington attendee slash... Like four years straight, I yeah, think. Yeah, that's right. So if you've ever been to one of the X29 conferences, which we host, well, have hosted in Wellington, you've probably met Kylum. And if not, you're lost. But we got him on... <laughs> the show today now kylum we've just been golfing with matt chandler we have yeah that, that was uh it's okay it's okay he was a little disappointing yeah i mean it was good you know it was good to be able to hang out with matt you know and just play some golf but uh yeah we uh what else i mean what have, what have we've been having a crazy we've talked about so many things already dude we're up super late last night super late last night they had a board meeting so we're in Gold Coast, Australia. I think, was, I think uh, anyone who's listening to this will know that. But uh, yeah, we've spoken about... See, Kylum, the thing about Kylum is he's a specialist on abortion <laughs> and pro-life <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah. charismatic gifts. Yeah, those that's are, me. He's basically... And whenever, you know, we, just, we just hit it off on those things. Why do you like abortion and, and uh, pro-life stuff so much? Why, what, what? why do I like abortion no, or why, not like abortion? Why do you like getting into the subject? <laughs> well, I don't uh, so much. It's more just that when I'm introducing you at conferences. Yeah, you can't, you can't seem to resist. Um, I, just, I can't resist the opportunity to put it out there that you are actually a parent of, of three children, not two at the time because uh-huh. your beautiful wife had one in the... Uh, one in the oven. Yeah, one in the oven ready to go. I just yeah. had to let people know that just to make sure culture's not influencing them too much. Yeah. Just so that you know the story, it was uh, very exciting. You know, I'm preaching at an Acts 29 conference. Kylum's the guy that had been handpicked to introduce me. And uh, we went through the, the routine, didn't we? We went through the details. We uh, we wanted to get that going. And uh, What's your my, church name? What's your church name? How long have you been going? Yeah. All that. We knew what to do. And uh, when the time came, Kylum got up there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he didn't introduce me by no one knew my name. I don't, well, maybe just got my maybe name. Maybe a name that I had tattoos. Not your church name. Uh, not the church name. Not how long you've been going for, or what city the church was in. No, nothing like that. Just the fact that Candace was pregnant, and this was a beautiful thing. This was a great <laughs> thing, and it needed to be celebrated. And, and so, and so yeah, we did. It was a long monologue on pro life, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. of which you've never let. It was, it, it, it was so epic. I remember being kind of, I get up there, wow, I did not see that coming. No. <laughs> but, you know, it was great. And I, have yeah. they asked me to ever MC again? I'm not sure if they have. I think that's, no, that's I think, true. I think but that was my one and only. I thought you did a great job. Thanks, I think, man. And if, um, I still think you hold the, the title for that one. Um, Dave Myers is trying, but you'll never get there. He's back on again this year. I had, yeah, well. So two years in a row. 
I haven't heard no pro-life speech from him. None. No. Nah, no. So, whatever. Nothing on charismatic gifts either. Nothing. No fire tunnels. Anything. That's the other reason we connected. Um, originally, we're both from pretty way out mm. charismatic deals. Maybe maybe you are a little bit... Nah, we were both pretty, pretty way out, out there. Yeah. We were out there. But you, you were just sort of mafia way out there. You were like into... Your family was yeah. part of the movement. Your mom was the pastor... Is was is she still no, yeah. So that's you grew up in that. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you say there was uh, some sort of occult thing? In yeah, your- yeah. So my dad was uh, my dad was in martial arts and getting quite high up in it, and wow. so that led to him then. Was your dad in ministry? He's a pastor, right? He yeah yeah, yeah. he was okay. Um, but that's sort of how it sort of started. So they were dad was in martial arts, got into the occult stuff, and just that. You know, so that demonic element that can happen in those sort of spaces, and then yeah. that eventually led to our house being, I guess you would call it a haunted house. Um, and he was working away, and stuff was going crazy in the house. Think sort of like the sixth sense, but without the hanging dead people, but just with doors opening and taps running, that type of stuff. <sighs> um, and so stuff was getting a bit crazy. So my mum was like, "Hey, we're done. Like, yeah. whatever the heck these things are, let's get rid of them." So they actually got a guy to come in um, to exercise the house, so to speak. And he basically said, well, I can't do that unless you guys have Jesus. And if I tell them to go, they're just going to come back because your house is not, you know. So that, and he was a Pente guy. So he basically led them to the Lord. Wow. They oh, oh, they weren't Christians at that point? Not at okay. all. No, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was thinking, wow. And so, but from there, we kind of went from one extreme straight into a church of the other. That's, it's kind of why it makes sense to them. Totally. How old yeah. were you when that happened? Uh, I would have been about somewhere between six and eight. Pretty young. Wow. Yeah. You remember that? Though? Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So then, and then they started going full on with yeah. the Pensy thing, though. Yeah, yeah, yep. Dude. Yeah, because that guy who came and did that was like a pastor of a pretty Pensy church. And that was in Brisbane, or yep, that yeah. was I think in Cleveland, sort of south south side of Brisbane. Wow. And then from there, like they were within six months doing trips to Africa and dip, or maybe Ethiopia and stuff like that. Wow. Saba, a place called Saba, and so straight into that world, man. Man. Yeah. Dude. And then you grew up being like a, well, you're an altar boy in a charismatic ch- in a Catholic church. What are you in a charismatic church? You know, what do you kind of do? Are you the catcher? What, what's the deal? I did some catching. Did you? I was pretty darn good at it. Too. <laughs> uh, it's a skill. It's, I mean, it's, it's a an skill. important job. <laughs> People are going to die. You know, you got to you got to have the the little blankets you put over the ladies uh-huh. if ever you catch them. You get trained on what you can and can't do when you're catching a female too. So you got now. Some, was this some is boundaries. this more like you getting trained by the church culture or are your parents sitting you down and training you no my parents aren't no it's just in the church culture yeah 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 wow and and so did you guys just did you you know think it was weird or when did you sort of man i yeah a lot of it i felt was weird but i wasn't a christian so that's from like say maybe eight i didn't i didn't become a christian myself till i was about 19 Mm -hmm. so but it was in my teenage years when i started going man some weird stuff going on here right what is this um, but at that point, I was still going to church with my dad because that's what you did. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't my own man yet, type of thing. Must be insane. Um, and so the, the big questions probably came around all the laughing. Mm. There was a bit of a, a guy who was traveling and everyone's just running around making noises and the laughing stuff. That was when I was like, man, what the heck? Yeah. Like, what is this stuff? Uh, I, could ha- I could handle the, all the falling down. Yeah. Uh, I myself had never fallen down. Uh, I'd gone up for prayer and told the dude, don't push me, mm. you know. Um, so I, I was kind of skeptical to some degree of some of that stuff mm-hmm. because it never happened to me. Hmm. Um, 
but yeah, the once I got to the other stuff, that's when I was like, man, this is yeah, this is a bit weird. That's um, and you were already a Christian at that point when you were that, feeling that way. That no. point, no, 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 wow. But I was going to church. Okay, yeah, and I, yeah. you know, I'd been in church since I was eight. Since you know, whenever that stuff went down. So I'm trying to think. I know you told me a story. When did you become a Christian? Tell me that as well. So I became a Christian around about maybe when I was 19, nearly 20. So okay. that's that's when I started. Uh, so finished school. Told the parents, didn't want to have anything to do with this stuff. Don't want to go to church. You know, I'm a big boy now. Mm-hmm. And so, and they were actually really good about that. Like, cool, yeah, you're big enough to make your own decisions. So mm. I just stopped going to church. Eventually met, met a girl who went to church and I could only see her by going to church. And it was in there that God sort of used um, the gospel to really so, awaken me. And that was another charismatic church? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And... Wow. So when you got converted, did you feel like, all right, I'm going to come back. To, I see what my parents are doing. Or, or was it like, hey, I'm staying away from what they're doing? No, it was, uh, all right, let's let's get in. Obviously, okay. I've been wrong this whole time. Yes, okay. Um, you know, I, I'd, I'd explored many different religions, many different faiths. Jesus was everywhere in those stories, in their narratives. So I started reading the Bible. And so for me, that was the only form of Christianity I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I knew. So it was like, okay. All right, I'm convinced. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's so go. Let's, let's, you know. yeah. Um, so yeah, I was kind of going to two churches. One was a another Penty church, but not quite as full on, but probably more in the prosperity, health and wealth sort of gospel stuff, mm-hmm. and going to my parents. Right. So that was from like 19 till you know whenever. And then uh, in the whole thing, you started feeling a call to ministry. Not initially. Okay. No. Um, I just had a general. I think my natural. Uh, my natural heart was just a nice guy, loved people, mm-hmm. so just got around people, you know, naturally. Um, I enjoyed conversations because of my my conversion of exploring other religions and, you know, there was a bit of a philosophical bent to me, so mm-hmm. I enjoyed that mm-hmm. conversation with, with people that were either new Christians, mm-hmm. doubting Christians, or people who weren't Christians. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where I just enjoyed that evangelism that, hey, let's talk about this and let's... Uh, Let's get into some deep stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I enjoyed that. Mm. It probably wasn't uh, for another, I don't know, maybe four years until I really got into ministry. Right. Um, and that was more from leaving that other church to go full on with my parents okay. because they needed the help. Right. Yeah. So I jumped in on the music, jumped music. in on the youth yep. and did that okay. typical thing. When did you preach your first sermon? Uh, <laughs> uh, so I preached my first sermon. It would have been around about that age. Yeah. 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 But it's... it's it's not. It's not one to be, be proud of. I remember. <laughs> he didn't want to hang I, uh, I painted. Uh, painted my face. Um, and I did the William Wallace speech when he was riding the horse in, no. in front of the whole crowd. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. And so my whole sermon, the, the title was about freedom in Christ. Oh, did you and do so the freedom? I did the whole thing, man. I painted myself. Oh, no. Came out. Did the whole dramatic speech. That was my intro. And, uh, and everyone was loving it. Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> that went, uh, yeah, that went really well. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. So, and then um, and then just you kind of, well, I suppose you were halfway there. Let's just tell the story as you got into Acts 29 as well, just before mm-hmm. we come back to the charismatic crazies. Um, so you just sort of developed in that and then started feeling, wait a minute, something's going wrong. What You know, when did you start... Again, sort of your second, I suppose, getting weirded out by the yeah, by so the overly hectic thing. I think one of the one of the things one was I was just I kept you know I'm doing my own reading of the Bible yeah, 
and just a few times randomly, the very, very passage or one verse that my parents were preaching on or we're going to sort of launch into and from, I'd read that week in my own personal time. Right. And was came to a completely different conclusion of what was meant by what was said. Right. And so that happened like three or four times. Mm. And I don't know if that was a God thing or just a coincidence thing. You know, I kind of see it as a God thing. Mm. And so I'd be like, huh, that's that's not how I understood what mm. he said when I was reading myself. But okay. because I was, you know, I was maybe 25, 26 by then. You're giving precedence. I'm just like, well, yeah, I don't yeah. really know. You yeah. know, I'm still working, mm. working it out. Mm. Um, there was that and then there was just, I was seeing a lack of good fruit in people's lives that mm. I felt um, there should be more like just genuine maturity growth. Mm. I wasn't seeing a lot of that, but was seeing lots of experiences. So that mm. caused me to question like, mm. if this is really God, why isn't it truly transforming people's lives right. in a deep way? Yeah, especially because it's like so hyped. Yeah. It's not just mm. that, you know, you're on this road of sanctification. It's that, I mean, you've got to, the heavenly download going mm. on there you know yeah. you should actually there should be some sort of proportionate holiness yeah at some level yeah i remember thinking the same thing but sorry yeah go yeah so it was just and that that started a number of years of me slowly questioning yeah and from there um you know i felt like i was getting after a while i felt like i wasn't getting intellectually satisfying responses mm. from okay. my parents wow and so that was like okay I want to honor this. I want to sit here and respect you. But at the same time, like that just doesn't line up for me. Like that seems, it's not right. So I, Mm. that from there, I started really exploring other people and eventually stumbled across people like Don Carson. You didn't like reject Jesus at that point. Not at all. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I just felt something was off. Yeah. That's that's okay. So it wasn't, yeah, right, right. And so internet is eventually, yeah, yeah. it started with books. So I found, uh, Found Don Carson through a book that was on my parents' shelf. No kidding. Read that and then started finding more of his books, reading that. And then, yeah, from there, stumbled across people like Piper, Piper Keller, yeah. eventually Driscoll. Yeah, yeah. And then started podcasting. Wayne Grudem read through his systematic theology. That was huh. like, um, that was you know, that's the first big book I've ever re- read in my life. And yeah. I was just like, whoa, okay, yeah. this guy's kind of saying some things that I thought. Yes. Um, asking some questions that I'm asking. And, uh, yeah, and even reading and listening to some of Piper and Keller's stuff where they were essentially still to some degree charismatic in that totally. <clears throat> definition, but not not this crazy, not crazy stuff. Yeah. No. They just love the Bible. Yeah, and they're preaching they're the preaching. gospel every week, and I'm like, man, like we've kind of got none of that. So true. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I remember also just finding them and thinking, because I, I wouldn't have trusted them if they weren't charismatic. Hmm. That was my thing. Like, I, you know, I wouldn't have... Um, like there were MacArthur's out there and, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I'd seen them, but I just didn't, they don't have the spirit, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm just, who cares anyway? Yeah, right. Whereas, you know, the functional equivalent was coming through with a guy like Piper, but because mm. he was charismatic, I could trust him. See, I didn't know they were charismatic. That wasn't the thing for me. Right. Yeah, I didn't know yeah. at all. Nothing wow. that I read early on had anything to do with those topics. Wow. It was just their love for the word. Yeah. Which is so jumping. So they could have been MacArthur. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, even MacArthur, I was getting his tapes. No kidding. So back in the day, you could, you, yeah. you, I think he bought the first tape and then you just keep sending him back to the States. Yeah. Um, and I just enjoyed listening to someone do expository yeah. preaching. Yeah. I'd never yeah. heard that before in my life. So I, I was know. just like, man, this Mind is... Mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah, I was mm. just loving those guys for that. And that guy can preach a roof off. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's freaking awesome. So you're hearing it going... Did you ever like get into charismatic chaos though? 
no, I never stumbled across that. Okay. Never read that. That was a providential move because that yeah. was that, that's what I did. Okay. And it's I was like, whoa. And then know. what the heck? Yeah. yeah, and then later I read it and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, actually, but but uh, yeah, it's too much too soon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, none yeah. of that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, so the thing for me as well, it's just um um the word charismatic is almost meaningless at yeah. this point because it's like you're including guys like John Piper with John uh, with uh, Benny Hinn and yeah. you know who you name it. And it's just, what is that? I mean, that's crazy. So we, yeah. we need a new term yeah. entirely in that sense. And people have tried to throw a continuationist in there and perhaps that's helpful. But, you know, it, it, when I'm talking about charismatic, it's important to say this again and again. I'm talking yeah. about the crazies. Yep. You know, that's what I mean. And uh, and so my journey out of charismatic theology is not necessarily you know, my journey past where guys have, uh, like Grudem and, and Piper have landed. I think they've done a responsible job. In, um, I, you know, I haven't ultimately bought into what they've said, but I've really appreciated the way mm. that it's it's meant that that uh, people who care about the word coming out of that stream yeah. can, uh, at a functional level, really be on exactly the same yeah. page yeah. with someone who is really very traditional in their cessationism. And so I, that wasn't really possible before Piper and Grudem kind yeah, of okay. put that on the yep. on the map. So, so I, I don't ever want to see myself moving past that necessarily, but it, certainly as I think about outside or, or journeying out of this char- charismatic craziness, it feels, as I look back on it, it feels like I, I was in a cult, you know? Hmm. Candace and I talk about it all the time. We're just like, what, we, were, we, we, what were we doing? Yeah. I mean, what was, what was actually even going on? Yeah. Sometimes I even wonder, like, it was so bad. Would I, would I have been better or worse off even in a cult? Yeah, you know, right. like in a Mormon church or something. Yeah. At least then you're, you know, there's some emphasis on the Bible with the Book of Mormon or something. I don't know. Yeah. It was just, it was amazing to me as I think back on it. It was crazy. But yeah, one of the things that started to get me was I just noticed things in the crazy, uh, the claims, you know, they weren't happening. Mm. So like, uh, there was always just over the hill. There was a there was a big mm. rival just just around the corner. It mm-hmm. just happened. You just missed it. Yeah. Or it just and you know it yeah. never really were in the center of it, and you always felt you needed to chase it. And then whenever um, uh, you know you were in a situation where it was someone was talking about the event you happened to be at as if it was the big thing. Mm. I, that's where the life questioning. Like, yeah. So there. like I was there, that wasn't, that was, yeah. that was crazy. That would, that if anything for me, that was a total failure because the spirit didn't show up, so to speak. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and then I started questioning, wait a minute, what's going on? And I remember the tongues thing as well. That was huge. I mean, being coached into tongues yep. and just, you know, the whole deal. That was one of my question ones with my parents during mm. that period of time, yeah. because I, I was reading through acts and saw a few of these situations happening. I was like, it seems just to happen when the spirit makes it happen. Mm. Nobody's laying hands and doing the, the hey, copy me, follow me, shunda mashunda, mm. and that person does it. And then all of a sudden this whole line of people, um, you know, there was no pressure to do it. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, so that was one of my questions. Like, why do we, why do we do that? Like, who started that? You know, really, yeah, the tongue thing was one of the ones that made me really, really question. Mm. Mm, totally. And then I really doubted. Watching some of those people, you can yeah. kind of see it on their face. I'm like, they look like they're just making up words just to get this thing over and done totally. with, to please you. I know. Um, you know, yeah. Man. Tongues one was an interesting one. Because um, I was the guy eventually that they'd call in if they couldn't get the tongues thing going. Like <laughs> I would be the tongues guy. Like yeah, I, right. I, you know, I had the anointing. I, I could get people and I knew what that was. See, what, what was happening for me from my, because I, th- I think back even on that and go, mm. what the hell? What was that? Was that, what was that doing? Yeah. But, you know. To be as charitable, obviously I'm full of sin and messed up motives and all that all the time, but to be as charitable as I can toward myself at that point, um, what I was 
it sort of clicked. Like I, it's what you said earlier in that, okay, wait a minute. If this is it, if this is what Christianity is, let's do this. If, if we're about Pentecostalism, if that's what we think is the authentic way to do Christianity, well, stop, stop messing around. Let's get mm. this thing done. What's the issue with the tongues thing? Oh, you got to coach him. Uh, uh, well, let's coach him then, you know, yeah, and stop, yeah. stop messing around. Stop pretending it's not happening. Put this thing on the table. I remember reading Derek Prince's stuff mm. and he was just sort of came across with that same idea. Just going, listen, we got to believe this thing. Are we doing this? You yeah. know, let's do this. Let's kick those demons out and let's go get free yeah. people to speak in tongues. I remember being so fired up from what, what I, um, I wanted to do an authentic biblical Christianity and I didn't have enough knowledge to see that that yep. was not correct. So it was zeal without knowledge yeah. in truth. That, that's what it was. And I, I think that that's a lot of what I would define as good people, yeah. like good hearts, yeah. zealous, yeah. Um, but just not that theological yeah. lens to think and, and really evaluate what we're doing. It's just, yeah. You kind of get caught up in it. Um, you know, there, there are some definite hucksters out there who yeah. you know cheat oh, yeah, people totally. intentionally and True. you know it's yeah. all completely fake yeah uh, i was not in that at all you yeah know, like i my parents they they believed it yeah, yeah and yeah. they they had a genuine love for the word still do mm. um you mm. know they're, they're great godly people like mm. they actually have good fruit you know yeah right yeah um it was more the other people in the church mm. i was looking at and going okay why aren't you producing fruit and mm. you know yeah so it's it's there's a lot of zeal there mm. and a lot of genuine passion towards God. Man, I think that's one of the reasons I care so much about theology now because what happened was I remember it was shocking to me um, finding out that the whole baptism as a second experience, you know, in the spirit, it's all pinned on a few scriptures. And yeah. I remember going through them in detail, just going out of my mind almost, you yeah. know, trying to, is because you're pinning so much of this, this crazy stuff that you're doing on these texts, actually. And I just, there came a point where I was like, am I sure about this? Yeah. Um, and then I started reading. I remember reading through, uh, what was the James Packer one? Showing the Spirit or mm-hmm. no? Is Something it Showing like the Spirit? Something like Walk in the step with the Spirit. Yeah. Keeping in step with the Spirit. Um, which is okay. I mean, like in hindsight, it wasn't the best book ever on the subject, but it was just, for me, again, it was quite yeah. mind-blowing coming from my angle. And he was just like, well, you know, let's just uh, put something on the table uh, the whole issue of baptism, you know, as a second experience is just, you know, linguistically baseless. This is yeah. why it has no, no, no anything in the text. So this is what often people appeal to, but they, you know, the Greek's not there. So just look yeah. and there it's sorted out. You <laughs> yeah. know? And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, that, yeah. it sent me into this whole freaking thing. And yeah. truly, you know, once I had worked it out, there was no way I could keep my brain on my head, in my head without, without, and continue, you know, as I, as I had been. And, and so that sort of sent me on this journey of, you got to get knowledge, you yeah. know, and then only once you are certain, you know, you move on with zeal. The, um, the, the whole thing as well, just on that point, like I remember uh, a big turning point for me was when I, when I um, got the whole uh, group of uh, people that I was going to baptize in the spirit. We're doing the, this, the weekend, you know, and um, I'd done this before, like people, even hard cases, my brother mm. would not speak in tongues. I'm like, just, Let's do it. You know, let's go into the room and I'm just going to smack you over the head and you're going to get this thing done. <laughs> and so, you know, my brother started doing it. And at that point, I knew if I could coach my brother into it, anyone was a possibility, yeah, right. you know. But I got this whole group uh, to do it at church. And I, there was this one guy that I'd been, you know, walking with and who um, was just, you know, you've seen his whole journey, his true faith, truly genuine blossoming in the gospel and he was willing to to jump that that sort of 
um, that chasm, so to speak, just to, to speak those words. And, and I knew when I was coaxing him into this whole thing, like something was, I just, at that point, I just realized something is wrong. Here. Yeah. Right. Cause he, this is, he's willing to do it, but I'm taking advantage of something yeah. legitimate in him yeah. that is truly his faith in Jesus. I'm corrupting it yeah. by, by putting it on something that's not essential to that gospel. And I remember it, he went ahead and spoke in tongues and the whole night was a success as far as it goes. I, I fell asleep. I felt like the ground beneath me was opening up and I was falling into hell. Wow. That's honestly the only way to describe it. I was just... Could you realize so, what you were doing? Yeah. And that was the moment the penny dropped for me and I, that's it. I, I never did it again. Yeah. And from that point, I had to do a whole turnaround at church, had to unre- un- second experience baptism people, yeah. and, you know, and it was difficult. So, yeah, but it, knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Mine wasn't uh, me doing it. It was actually watching other people do it. Wow. And seeing the people at the front uh, who just didn't look like they wanted to do it mm. but were pressured to do it. And if the, just the, the language of you are missing out on something if you don't have this mm-hmm. and that sense of guilt and pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me it was just like it just doesn't seem mm. if this – if the spirit's going to do it, like surely he's just yeah. going to do it because that seems what he does. I mean, it acts, you know. Yeah. I mean, it just did seem like it worked that way. And, I, and then there's a whole crazy theology that you get into. Then, oh, the, you know, you got a different tongue. It's, it's not, it's not the earthly tongue. It's the heavenly tongue. Yeah. Yeah. You got all sorts of like, you know, windy, but which, which for some reason, seem to just kind of carry carry the day for a while. Yeah, takes a while to get out of that. But I yeah. suppose you know, you're in a you're in a cloud, aren't you? Yeah, you're in a. It's difficult. You can't come out of your own bubble. And then if you if you're someone and this is probably what a few of our people have dealt with, is like after a while they had to kind of ask, well, do I even speak in tongues? Yeah. Like there's that sense of like, hang on, I've believed this. Yeah. <clears throat> I've, ex- I've experienced something and mm-hmm. I, I've always said that that was God. Mm-hmm. To now say I'm not sure about this yeah. is really, really hard to do. Oh, I remember because surfing you, and yeah. just going out with my soul searching sort of like, I'm like, is this real? Because mm. I can do it. What am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing right now? Is this even? There's no way that I can know. Yeah. Oh, man. So, do you guys do you speak in tongues still? No. Do what do you think happened? Um, to be honest, um, you know, so I would I would label myself as a continuationist. Right. So let's actually just finish your story. Well, I tell you what. Let's put a pause here, because otherwise this thing's going to get too long. We'll just go around two tomorrow. So if you're digging Kylum's story, we're about to get into round two. Mm-hmm.